When we think about starting a business, maybe we've already created something. Effectively, we've got two main areas to focus on. One, of course, is the way in which you do your thing, your practitionership, how you can deploy your product, your service, how good is your work effectively. The other, of course, is your ability to let people know that you can do the work, that you can do the job. This is kind of like the communication. So if I'm in the audience, can you communicate to me that you can help me in solving my problem? So these are kind of two different buckets, and I've talked a lot about this before. The first one is kind of your your skill set. The second is your communications. Now, when we drill into this communications arm, Effectively, we're talking about how do you reach and communicate with your audience. Now, in 2020, this is happening on social media platforms almost exclusively, right? So we've got ways of communicating, ways of posting, ways of creating content that help to educate, entertain, transform our audience. And this predominantly happens on social media. Now, it also can happen on your home, which is your website as well. And this is a different type of content and it has a different intent behind it. So when we think about all of this stuff, all of this content and this communication, we can see very quickly that there's a lot of different stuff going on, a lot of different types of posts or types of communication pieces that we can create. We can educate, entertain, transform. We can tell stories and more. More than that as well, we can also do little pieces that are very short, and are very quick and easily digested. And then we can do pieces that are long, more educational, more of a storytelling piece. And whether that's written, audio, or video, these differences uh, exist and we get to choose what we engage in, what we create. Now, each of these has a different outcome and a different intent and a different impact. And today, I sit down with Cody Adams, who's a great friend of mine, a partner in some projects that we're creating together. And he's also a filmmaker, cinematographer, storyteller, specifically with video. So Cody has a lot of rich experience in long-form storytelling and documentary work, as well as working with small businesses on helping them to create Uh, high-impact short-form content too. So he's got experience across the board. And in this conversation, we dive deep into the long-form side of things. So if you're a small business owner, creator, you're looking to carve out your own path, you've got something going already, or you're looking to create something in the future, in this conversation, we talk about the pros of long-form content work, whether that's something you do yourself or whether that's something that you bring someone else into to help you with. Long form has attributes, has an impact that is simply not available across the high frequency short form or little short content pieces that are so common today. So this is a little bit of a a little bit of a different approach, um, an area where not a lot of people are focusing. It's an area where I personally think is going to be very important in the next three to five years and already is. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, This is episode 62 of the Access Potential podcast. This is John Marsh, and you're listening to a conversation between myself and Cody Adams. I hope you enjoy. It's 8 o'clock Sunday morning. I've got a coffee here. Uh, It's basically coffee with Cody. Cody's joining me. We're going to do an episode, a conversation on long-form content. So on content creation, specifically 
diving into different links, different depths of your content, some ways to reframe how you think about your content with a particular emphasis or bias on what is long form, why you need to be thinking about long form or sort of a pillar piece of content for yourself, whether you're a small business, uh, a big business, or even for personal brand as well. So, Cody, thanks for sitting down and making time. Thanks for having me, John. Um, we did a conversation at the APA retreat that went for 20 minutes, that went up as a podcast that went really well, where we talked about, so if you haven't listened to that, jump back on and check that out, where we talked about different types of ways to use uh, video. We specifically were going into video. And one of the things that we touched on was storytelling and how to kind of use storytelling. Today I want to talk about long form and I think it kind of links up because obviously there's a match in there where we can use this long form stuff for storytelling. Let's go to you and what do you, to start off with, what do you think, what, what does long form mean to you? Um, maybe in the context of like the kind of people who you know would be listening to the to the episode. Yeah, so basically I would consider a long form piece to be anything probably roughly five minutes to 20 minutes in length. And basically the main reason I'd use it is diving deep into storytelling on finding an individual or a business's personal story and then just honing in on that and doing a long form about what they're all about and what they mean to their customers. And then basically using that as an elevation piece to set them aside as a key professional in the area. Yeah. So effectively, uh, if we break it up, I want to get into the 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 why and the intent at a deeper level as well. If we break it up, we have five like five to twenty is what it means to you. Um, Basically, what we've got is different. If you think about your content across the board as a scattergun, like you know, you have the short stuff that's coming out daily or frequently, all the way up to the long form. What Cody's saying here is if you create a, a piece of content, a video, we're mostly probably biasing towards video in the conversation, but it would also be podcasts, would be long form, I suppose, but you could also do long form blog posts as well. So what Cody is saying is that when you start to go into the 5, 10, 15, 20 minute mark on the thing that you're creating, you're moving into long form category. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So for me, uh, because I started mostly writing, uh, I would say exactly the same thing and that sometimes, well, obviously you would have writing, you know, for example, you could do a big ebook, you could do a book, whatever. Um, but also you have a, what's the word, like a contextual, contextually long form. So for example, um, on Instagram, five minutes Instagram could be like a kind of a long form post. Yep. Like you could tell a bit of a story in that. If it's a Vimeo or a website video or something like that, to me, like I'll sit down, you know, get the popcorn out, so to speak for 15, 20 minutes and and then the five minutes would feel a little bit shorter. Um, so I think for me, it's like a little bit, it's hard to define so much, but either way we look at it, we're talking about basically longer than the stuff that you're gonna throw out there every day. And also there's gonna be a little bit more thought and intent into it. 
Yeah, well, basically, like, in today's age on social media, everything is that 30 to 60 seconds that you're just pumping out short form in the volume. So, basically, in today's world, five minutes has become a long-form piece yeah. purely because of how things are distributed Relatively. on social media these days. So. Let's talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about um, frequency and life cycle or lifespan of the content because as a business owner, the people are listening... And the reason why we put out content is to communicate to the audience, to educate, entertain, speak, listen, whatever it might be. Um, when you put out something that's, let's go, let's go into short form quickly. Like if you're listening, I've got a piece of paper here where I'm sort of drawing a bell curve. And what we're sort of saying is that the average of what everyone's putting out, let's say it's 45 seconds, let's say for this audience, uh, it'd probably be safe to say that Instagram would be the main platform, like the most commonly, um, you know, digested and used, especially in this health and wellness space. So we've got 45 seconds kind of sitting in the, in the middle of the bell curve, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, something like that. Um, there's friction when you go above 60 because it goes to a different sort of style of post. Uh, let's go, what do you think in terms of short form like let's go on that quickly like 15 seconds up to 60 how often should they be doing that before we kind of dive into the long form and how long do you think that lasts on like what's the life cycle of yeah that? so like the, the shelf life basically yeah yeah shelf life so basically. yeah for for like an instagram video like a short form post you pretty much your, your peak time is going to be 24 to 48 hours from posting the actual post from there it gets lost like yeah. in everyone's feed, everyone's absorbing so quickly on Instagram in particular that the only way they would ever see it again is if someone was personally looking up your page to go through and scroll your page to find it. So basically, you're wanting to update that as quickly as it's the shelf life of the video. So 24 to 48 hours, you're basically wanting the next post to come out 24 to 48 hours after that so that you're always staying relevant in the eyes of your the people that you're engaging with. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree, and that also matches up with if you look at a post on the like the performance side of the, the post, like the metrics. Um, usually by seventy two hours, you've seen like ninety nine percent of the return, so to speak, with the engagement you're going to get. Like there's a twenty four to forty eight hour sort of sweet spot, and then a little bit more, and then if you get some sort of engagement a week later, it's like an anomaly. Yeah. So, okay, so to wrap that up, short form, basically, because I did want to touch on frequency, you're having to, effectively, if you want to have relevance on the platform, be putting out that stuff, effectively, daily, yeah. or every 48 hours, kind of the longest. Yeah, the format of that, that platform has basically forced you to, to be active with your volume. Yeah, okay, cool. So we've got short form, easy snack size pieces. Uh, that still could be storytelling or education, but they're going out daily or very close to daily with a 24 to 72 hour um, shelf life before they're basically becoming not irrelevant, but out of the radar. Yeah, you've just lost the viewing like time for your audience. Okay, cool. And then let's go to the other end. <clears throat> We've got long form, five minute plus. Uh, obviously, there's a lot less attention being, you know, sort of put on the space at the moment, although it is happening. 
Um, let's talk about, we talked about duration a little bit. Let's talk about uh, placement. So where does it go? I want to talk about um, what's it for a little bit deeper. And then also let's talk about shelf life. Yep. with that as well so firstly like let's say we got a let's say we got a let's go let's say we got a um let's say i come to you and i want to do a 20 minute 15 minute piece tell a little bit of a story about um my journey you know maybe a bit of a background and highlight some of the people i've worked with something to kind of articulate the look and feel of my business firstly let's where's it gonna go where will i put this well, firstly, you, your main thing with this big pillar piece is obviously like Vimeo, YouTube, website are some of the key platforms in that the shelf life for that would be a year, two years, three years plus, like that it can last on there to elevate you. Um, there's no reason it can't be an Instagram TV piece, but I, it's not really designed for that in that it's a, that's a platform that is designed for people to just keep scrolling if they're not engaged by the first two seconds. Um, so basically anywhere that accepts long form, so like basically anytime you go into YouTube or Vimeo and things like that, you're there looking at longer form content than your Instagrams and yeah. such. Okay, so we've got, the other thing that popped up that you mentioned was on website. Um, people are coming across to the website, possibly to see this, because if you host it on Vimeo or YouTube, you're probably still gonna embed it in your home, yep. on your website. You've got a different, potentially a customer or someone with a different, who, who's in a different part of the buying cycle. So like, if someone's not aware of who you are, they might stumble into your work on a social platform. Yep. Maybe follow that for a couple of months or whatever, then you, post something about a video that you put up or a documentary if they've been following and there's that little bit of trust this is a chance for them to come to your website or your home and engage in the docker the long form piece so would you say that your target audience or your intent for the long form is different to what you're doing on say the daily with the short form? Yeah, basically what I would say is that you use your Instagrams and all your short form volume to build that awareness and try and just get in people's eyes quickly and, and build the audience that way. I feel like the big pillar piece is for that person who knows about you but is just sitting on the fence whether to commit to what, what you're providing as a business. And it's that way they go to this piece see the, the professional level of it and it elevates you as a leader and they realise that you're elite basically in that industry and it's there, it's the way to convert them into committing to whatever you're providing as your business. Yeah. So it's not necessarily the piece that's like, if no one's ever, if the person's never heard of you, that's the piece that they're going to find first. They might find it again after finding you on short form and things like that. But I think it's the piece that's going to hold true to converting them and building that trust and that emotional connection to you as the business owner. Yeah. Okay, cool. So from what I'm getting off of that is like you... Well, the other, first thing that jumps out is it also feels like it could be a piece that someone even after the purchase has happened could still engage in because of the fact that they know you like you love you you know what i mean so say someone's already purchased your services for something 
and then you drop a new long form documentary or something like that it could also be a reiterating like fan piece so like i'm thinking about you know the people who are listening might um resonate or you know remember we talked about the crossfit docos and the long form pieces it's like they're already a buyer yeah but then it allows them to also every year or two years re-engage and then connect as fans alongside this long form piece that gets dropped as well so exactly like what you're saying there is exactly right and crossfit's a good good example for that for example if i was scrolling through youtube or vimeo and i seen a 15 minute plus piece that's just come out on Matt Fraser, I'm going to click that just because I want to absorb as much content I can about this individual. And because it dives so much deeper, I actually get to know who Matt Fraser is and I get to learn a little bit more about the real human being that is behind this athlete. So yeah, if I'm a CrossFit fan, when I'm seeing that long form piece, like I'm there. Yeah, yeah, okay. So the other thing that jumps to mind is we've got the sitting on the website. Most people listening, the average site traffic that they're going to be seeing based off of the people I've worked with, somewhere between uh, on the low end, people starting maybe, you know, 400 visits a month up to, um, you know, 2,000, something like that. So usually for health and wellness spaces, people of that nature, the website uh, isn't necessarily a destination for say blogs things like that it's kind of like checking out the home to understand to see things like timetable understand more about the owners understand the story yeah now that's you know let's say this average that out let's say a thousand um unique visitors per month yeah what we're getting at here is like we talked about just to reiterate the shelf life thing we talked about shelf life so you've got effectively the potential to have a storytelling uh, engaging trust building piece that is potentially seen shown to you know 800,000 people a month on an ongoing basis for one to two years to kind of showcase what's going on yeah for example I seen one recently of a gym that I went to on a website and they had a long form as part of their bound video I watched it watched the whole thing that video was four years old yeah they made that but it's still relevant and it's still made me as a viewer think shit this guy has got his stuff together if he's got a documentary on him he must be high level in this field yeah let's talk about this couple things i want to touch on one is you see people like uh you know gary v and these other people talking about redistributing so basically taking a long form or taking a pillar piece of content and then distributing across tons of different places. You've seen me take like bits of even the APA one and then like strip it and put it out. I actually think it, I think it is, I get it, but also I think for the right long form, it kind of bastardizes the long form a little bit. Like it almost takes away a little bit from what you're getting in a long form piece. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about that, like, you know, the long form to me, like it's telling a story, it's telling something that's a little bit special. Do you see this as part of the short form collection where, you know, you would, we take screen grabs and put it out and basically use this as a tool to kind of create a whole bunch of short form? Or is this something special that gets set separately to tell a story? Does that make sense? Yeah, so 
It's a good point what you're saying. I think the long form, that piece that's delivered, uh, you're saying if you were to steal little short form pieces from it or to take screenshots from it and redistribute them as if they were short form. Well, yeah, there's a lot of talk about like, hey, like create one thing and redistribute it in 100 different places to yeah. get your volume up. But to me, it's almost feeling like what we're talking about on the, on the big pillar piece is almost something separate from that cycle. Yeah. Well, for example, I think the long form that gets delivered stands alone. Like, yeah. it's not to be tampered with sort of thing and pull little moments from and redistribute because long form is basically set up with storytelling arcs which need to take place over that course of time. Like, that's how they it works as a connection piece. It yeah. needs those arcs that follow out across a period of time. But... If you brought someone, <clears throat> if you brought someone like myself in, obviously, the long form is probably twenty percent of what we've shot across the space of the documentary. So there's no reason you can't use the other sh stuff that I've shot, and I can create short form content for you to post from that stuff that wasn't even used in the long form. Yeah. So that's a benefit, I suppose. If you were to come in and you know, if I were to come in and do a long form, you have the the golden piece, but. There's still so much to be reused and distributed as short form that yeah. people would have never even seen because it didn't make the cut of the long form. Yeah, yeah. So you're killing two birds with one stone, basically. Yeah. Like, instead of bringing a dude in to do short form, you've got this high-end long form piece, but you've also got all the content that yeah. the short form person would have shot as well. Yeah. So you mentioned that instead of bringing a dude in to do short form, earlier on you are talking about like um, shelf lives. Short form, you got 24 hours or so. Yep. Effectively, what we're saying is like you, you know, say someone's got a budget for, I don't know, maybe they spend, you know, maybe they spend 500 bucks, 1000 bucks a month on someone helping them with social media or social media marketing, that kind of thing. One way to look at this could be to upskill to be able to do that short form stuff yourself because it's got such a short lifespan and it's basically you the owner talking to the audience frequently and then to shuff, sh shift that investment over to do an annual long form something like that where you've got this repeating uh, engagement on the website is that something that um, you know that you see as relevant like do you see a lot of people spending spending money on short form versus like what do you see happening at the moment yeah well basically my view it, you know like on it is that short forms a requirement now for your business like especially on instagram and such like it's something that every business is doing and sort of expected now that like you're falling behind if you're not having an active instagram yeah so to bring someone like myself in and give them 500 bucks a week or whatever to come in and do constant short form it's just i feel like personally you could learn a lot of the skills to do 80% of your short form yourself and just pumping it out in volume because mm. it doesn't need to be absolute mint quality every time because the shelf life is so short that you're just trying to get the volume out so that you're staying relevant in your audience's eye. Yeah. You can bring me in to get like events and things like doing short form for like a big event or something you're running um, but as far as the regular short form I think a business can take a lot of that on themselves mm. and then that way they're avoiding that continual cost so although the long form is a more upfront cost it's actually cheaper alternative than if they were to continually bring me in for doing short form yeah but you've actually got a deeper connection piece that's going to last you for a year or two yeah yeah 
I want to talk a little bit about, so basically to reiterate that is learn to do short form. I agree with this as well. I think it can take you a month, two months to learn to. I could, like, I could easily say right now, bring in for short form. Yeah. It's easy business for me, but I'm trying to think of the best thing. Yeah, I think sure. impact wise. And also it's a case of like we, everyone's looking like yeah. you've got, you know, um, small like social media, digital marketing agencies and stuff which are getting subscription fees to do short form for people and put photos up when realistically that's something that could be part of a staff training to bring someone new in when they're a coach or you know what I mean admin or whoever's in the building to be able to do at the same level and then to prioritize and tell a story on a long form piece for less overall expense yeah um let's talk a little bit about long form because one shift that I see that, you know, obviously we're working on some big documentary type things and some big, bigger projects. One thing that I see is like people hiring the filmmaker, cinematographer to do a pillar piece for the website. And I'd say we could call it like a pillar piece, maybe even a long form piece, but not necessarily a storytelling piece. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like there was this phase where a lot of people like, oh, we need a video made, so someone comes in and there's heaps of B-roll and kind of coverage and stuff with a good tune and a good bit of music, and it's it's HD quality, like it looks really great. Um, and then we've got like, you know, we sat down last night and we watched the the um, Simeon one, yep. or, you know, the... the, the um, any of these longer docos, like what we spoke about earlier with the CrossFit ones, where there's like a story, a story arc that goes through it, maybe multiple story arcs where, you know, you've got something that's, you know, Lion King type thing on the extreme. Yeah. Um, what's the difference there and, you know, what's going on there? Because a lot of people are spending that money to get someone to create a video. Yeah. But it's kind of still, a, it's kind of like a long short form, you know what I mean? Yeah. What's happening with that and what's the difference that um, you see in those different pieces? Um, yeah, I suppose the difference with like a deeper storytelling, like documentary style thing, is you're following so many different story arcs to develop engagement with the viewer and you're following, you're developing the person that you're doing the subject on, you're showing actuality of them in their real environments and their natural connection with people. Um, and then you're also following subplots that continue throughout the whole thing just to keep engagement up of different moments that may happen in that business that, are, that give engagement versus, yeah, just making a longer piece that's with music and just really cinematic B-roll, which is another, it's like, it's visual. Yeah, it's like, still it's, good. Yeah. And it kind of, it feels like it sits in between. Yeah. But it I just, don't feel it doesn't like have that, Yeah, it yeah. doesn't have that trust toward the business owner at the end of the day, like, you watch it and you go, that was an epic video. Like, you might be like, who, like, what business is this? You might be intrigued in that regard. But there's not like this all in, I've got trust and emotional connection to the business owner now, which storytelling creates. Yeah. And I think, you know, that you mentioned the emotional connection. One thing when we watched that, um, the VB one yesterday. Yeah. What the was NRL it? one. Yeah. Um, who was in it? So Mike Acevo, which is a winger for Paramount Eels, they did yeah. a short form of him, and basically his father, who lives in Fiji, he's never seen him play, and has come to see him play for yeah. the first time. It's basically they did, it was a six minute piece that they just did storytelling and showed the connection of that, um, which in turn sells the NRL and sells yeah. like, like 
but without specifically selling it. It's just developing a lovely story arc. Yeah. And there's an h- emotional connection as the viewer. Yeah. Which is... That's kind of what I wanted to touch on as well. It's like your, your long form is an opportunity to tell a story around the transformation that uh, the customer or client might make through your business yeah. or around the lifestyle that's involved in the type of business that you're in. So like, um, you know, Yeti or uh, Red Bull or CrossFit or all of these ones will often do a long form piece that's showcasing a hero, maybe a sponsored athlete or a customer or something like that, who's engaging in some sort of a big lifestyle or big adventure that's got a bunch of big story arc to it, like a big challenge to it. And then the producer, the business is simply, uh, the producer, they're like kind of a platform. And, you know, I don't know whether that's, that might be a little bit on the far end of, of what we're talking about for the audience, but would you want to flesh that out at all? Like, it's kind of like the thing's not about the business. Yeah, so basically it's like, it's a subconscious branding. So with your long form piece, you don't actually want the audience to feel like you're trying to sell them anything from the piece yeah. it's it's purely like a deep storytelling piece which in turn is subconsciously obviously going to occur inside your business so although you haven't had the corny testimonials of short form or the the typical logo shots and things like that you're subconsciously aware of where this is taking place as the audience without ever trying to sell the audience anything and you're building trust basically yes yeah. like I, I know as a viewer myself, if I were to watch it and I'm like, I know what you're getting at here, you're just trying to like convert me basically to sales, I just keep scrolling because I lose that trust that like what their intentions are with the video. Whereas if you dive deep into storytelling and emotional connection without coming to a sales pitch at the end or throughout at all, you've just subconsciously connected me to the business without yeah. specifically trying to convert me yeah. which is a fun a far more successful way to generate that sale anyway because yeah. the audience doesn't feel preconceived in any way so three examples I could throw out that really come to mind if you're listening and wanted to understand this more one is a film and there's been a bunch of films by Patagonia they're one of my favourite brands Patagonia created a film 180 Degrees South which was an ocean like crossing story of a guy who wanted to go traveling and he got on a boat the mast broke he ended up in south america all this stuff happened uh patagonia built the film they produced the film and it was you know it was a moving piece and at the end of it you had more resonance for the story of patagonia even though it was there was there was no product there's no reason to buy yeah um Second that comes to mind is that a lot of people would have seen is um, Free Solo. Yeah. Which was, I think, a North Face sponsored film or produced film. I'm pretty sure North Face was involved. Yeah. And it was the same thing. It's like you watched it and you don't really know, but if you were to go get into rock climbing, there's something that's built trust around North Face as being part of it. Definitely. Even the example that we were talking about last night, that one, Simeon Pratt, um, it's on a photographer and it's a story about a, a photographer's personal journey and the, the loss of his brother that he had. And it's a story of him going over to Iceland 
um, and shooting a piece over there to bring back and make portrait photography with. And it's just documenting that process. Not once does it try and sell him as a photographer or anything, but it, it just elevates him so much as a, you watching as a viewer and you're intrigued to go find out about his work purely because of this piece, even though they didn't once try and sell, go, go see my work, go buy my work, go book yeah. me as a photographer. Yeah, it humanises the people yeah. and the brand who's involved. Yeah, like this is a real human being going through real things like me. Yeah. Okay, so there you have it. Basically what we're talking about is uh, is this a concept of... How's your time? Yeah, good. Nine to five? Yeah. So a concept of telling a story around something that may or may not be directly related to the thing that you're doing could be the owners of the business it could be a humanized story around the brand itself or it could be you know like we saw with um you know uh, free solo or something it could be around the actual sport that's involved something yeah. like that and usually this sits on your website it builds a huge amount of trust even if you've got a 20 minute piece and they watch 12 minutes of it to get that 12 minutes worth of engagement through short form would be basically impossible yeah. Because you're still going to have the emotional arc, which in storytelling happen a lot of that happens in the front end too. Yeah. So you really can't get this in the equivalent of fifty short form pieces. Yeah. Still wouldn't match like six to ten minutes of well told long form. But on that too, the way the storytelling is told in a long form piece, if you're there committed to watch from the start. Basically, the, the way it's set up is that you you're there to see the result at the end. Like, you have to sit there. It's like even watching, like, Netflix, for example. You have to watch the end of the episode because you have to resolve that story. Yeah. So that's basically what these long forms are doing. You are there to watch. If you're there to watch from the first two minutes, you're going to be there to watch for the next 15, yeah. if that makes sense, because you're there. You're now invested and you want to see the resolve of the situations that occur. Yeah versus short form which doesn't dive into that at all so it's, if you're not there in the first two seconds you're gone yeah short, so short form is still going to have that miniature little story arc bits where the engaging intro to then yeah. try to get you to the 60 second end you just got to try and do it within the first 10 seconds yeah, like, yeah. Um, different type of storytelling different type so you're looking to convert or not convert necessarily but build trust build relationship build communication with people who are further down the journey with you uh, they're either considering the purchase or they maybe already have purchased and they're considering or and they're a raving fan and they like to continue to engage they may want to share the long form with someone else because it's a moving piece yep uh, I wanted to touch on investment I wanted to touch on you know I know it's going to vary this could be this could be in some businesses a huge investment and depending on how big they went others it could be done smaller I don't want to talk about um, the, the nuts and bolts so much but kind of the way of thinking about the investment because a lot of business owners will think about things like you know video for an event or video for their website as I'd like to say like I think the way that it's often considered is like I have to get a, a header video for my website or a little, you know, like a little B-roll kind of music video sort of thing for the yeah. homepage or an about me video or whatever. And usually it's like, I want to get it there and but kind of minimize the cost yeah. and kind of have it on my site to say that I've got it. 
versus what we're talking about is going, okay, well, like you've got, you know, 12 to 24 months shelf life before you might choose to redo it, maybe longer. Yeah. Um, and a huge opportunity here to build trust and relationship with that group of people who's already hitting the site organically and maybe even draw more. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you'd say, you know, in terms of the people you've worked with or maybe some thoughts on how to reframe? Because uh, I see it as opportunity. Yeah. You know, obviously, which is why we're doing some big projects. I think it's a big, a big potential for the business. Yeah. Versus, does that make sense in terms of how they're thinking about buying? Yeah. So like, and it obviously can seem like a big upfront cost. Yeah. You think this is not feasible. It's not really that beneficial. Yeah, exactly. Consider it as an investment, uh, investment into your business. Because of that one, two, three year shelf life on the video, it might seem big upfront, but it's far more valuable than any long form you'd be paying to get done. And yeah, the biggest thing is, it's that investment to convert people to your business. So I, I feel like it's your biggest selling point as far as getting someone to trust and converting someone to sales in your business. So it works out in the long term for the numbers that yeah. are coming to your business. Like that's the whole purpose of it is to bring more numbers to you. Yeah. So yeah, basically seeing it as an upfront investment for a long term like reward. Yeah. It's basically how I would see it. Yeah. Rather than just chasing your tail, spending money on short form that's gone again in 24 hours and then all of a sudden you've spent all this money but you're still, all you're doing is relatively maintaining your awareness. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like that with all of brand. When you think about brand marketing, uh, content creation, you don't know a specific ROI in 24 hours, 48 hours, one week. It's this long game accumulation of brand and reputation and it's like the long form sits in that spectrum where you're not going to know within a week yeah. you're here for the next 24 months. Yeah. The opportunity, of course, also lies in the fact that everyone's zigging on the short form. So this is a potential place to zag, create something that's more meaningful. Yeah, something that sets you apart. Like, like you were saying, even people wanting, they want their banner little video, maybe like a two minute video with sound, the little requirements these days, yeah. I would consider them as like, their expectations, they're not something that's going to set you apart, like you're going to look, okay cool, he's got these things, but they're pretty, like every business has those, it's just a piece that's like, whoa, like no one's doing that unless you're Red Bull, Nike, yeah. Reebok, like the big brands all over this storytelling and long form pieces, but it just hasn't hit the market of yeah we're getting into that conversation around entertainment value i think you know we spoke about this as like the the ads that you see come across the feed from red bull yeti these people it's entertaining there's not there's no it's not educational it's not selling it's like it's watch this film around this motocross bike or whatever it's super engaging you almost don't mind getting the ads in the feed because yeah. it's so it's cool and they've obviously matched your psychographic and what we're saying is like when you think about those short little highlight video reels and stuff that people do they're still saying look at me look at me yeah. this is how great we are look at this video yeah. whereas what we're talking about is actually it's a little bit of a not so much look at me it's like hey here's a story yeah and 
it's not even trying to sell necessarily. It might not even be directly related. Yeah. But it's building that trust and attention and relationship. Yeah. So it's a completely different mindset. Um, who, okay, final bit. Who is this? Who is this for? Like, you know, one thing we talked about is like, you should be doing short form already or by yourself. Like, are you, you know, would, would you say that this is for a certain a business owner or someone or personal brand a certain part of their journey in terms of the maturity that they've got with content already or is this like a straight up the gate type of thing when you start like how do you see this for you i'd say i'd say you're working on your your short form and your awareness on social media and things like that um building a little bit of a connection through there yeah um and then the long form like you're bringing that traffic to this long form to convert it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, you can also do the long form off the bat, but cut because it has a such a long shelf life that once you start getting that brand awareness, think doing the short form on volume, building followers on Instagram, you can always still send them there. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a combination of the two. Like, you obviously need your short form, but just building that reputation and then bringing someone into the long form. Yeah. For example, again, like, Say, like, Matt Fraser at CrossFit, if he, there was a long form straight on him before he was anything, there's no views, but all of a sudden, two years later, people would go to that piece to see yeah. what it was all about. Yeah, so you can use short form to direct to the long form. Yeah. And also, I think mentally, if the owner, the business owner is looking to create content and they haven't got any short form and, they look, and they're just starting and they look around and there's short form everywhere, everyone's doing stuff on Instagram, Facebook or whatever. Um, they're going to want to keep up with the Joneses or whatever. And it's kind of like, that's okay. So the best step is for you to learn how to do that early to get your communication going frequently. Yeah. Um, so that you're comfortable to then invest in the long form versus if you went off the bat and invested in the long form, unless you were comfortable and not really have it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it would be like, it kind of feels like a next step for a lot of the businesses. Yeah. And if, you, yeah, if you've just started and you've got no one coming to your business and you come out with this long form and like you're wondering why there's not converting sales it's because there's no eyes on you yet because you have five people coming to your business. Yeah. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, speaking of sales, I think, you know, just to reiterate the opportunity with content in general, um, another example uh, people might be interested in is a documentary called Design Disruptors a business Infusionsoft built that in the States and they work with people like Google and they provide kind of like um, software as a service, stuff like that, I think. And they built a, a documentary around what it means to be a designer. And they ran this as an offline event and sold tickets to it, 60 minute doco. And it's a really good piece. You can get it now because they finished touring it, I suppose. And everyone who came to the event bought a ticket and basically filled out their details, what type of business they were in and became a lead. And instantly they were getting thousands of leads in through no ad spend, no social media marketing, no like Facebook ads or anything like that, yeah. purely through investing in doing the long form doco, which was based around their clients anyway. And what you touched on that too is the idea of screening nights. Like it's another amazing opportunity that long form has you can you can run these screening nights bring 90 people in to and it's just like the perfect 
networking opportunity for you. So they've come because they've seen like purely entertaining storytelling piece. It's not a sales piece. They've come here to view it because they're intrigued. And then it's just purely a networking situation after that. Like mm. after the event with all the people that you, the audience that you brought, you're actually having that human connection with them. Yeah. Um, because you've created a facility to screen it. Yeah. At, rather than like, a, there's no way you'd bring people to watch a two minute B roll clip. Like, about the business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing also with a long form is the opportunity for film festivals and things like that. And just getting into audiences because film festivals are already running and there's already a built trust there. Audiences are going no matter what. If your film's there as well, it's just more trust connection to your business, more awareness and another opportunity to network with people face-to-face. -face. So yeah. There's a lot more opportunities that come as far as distribution goes yeah. for long form as well. Yeah, you're flipping. If you do a screening night, you're flipping the business from just a service or product provider to a, a connection platform. Yeah, and an experience. Too. Yeah, an experience creator yep. as the business owner, um, which is a really, as soon as you're connecting a tribe around a concept or an idea, that's a really powerful, uh, real powerful move. Yeah. Um, okay, last thing I want to do, I think that's pretty much it. I, I, I'm, I was just wanting to have this conversation because I think that one, I, I think the counter-trend moves are often interesting. Two, I think it's going to get, this is going to get really relevant in the next three to five years, I think. Yeah. Um, just because, one, there's, there's, short form's great, I love it. There's a little bit of fatigue, you know, yeah. it gets tiring um, as a consumer as well. So you're looking for more entertainment value. If you follow that entertainment value arc along, you end up with storytelling in long form. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? And you know, the other cool thing is, is a lot of people get stressed out on the short form cycle because yeah. it's always going. Long form, you know, we're doing these, these, this one big one now, like it's kind of like a slower journey and it takes a lot of that tension away mentally. So you don't have to think about the piece all the time. Yeah. And then the piece of the business owner is going to get screened at the once a year or it's going to go up on the website or whatever. Yeah. But they're not, I guess so you're not so worried about the short-term metrics of how something performs in 24 hours yeah because you're thinking about that 12 to 24 month time frame in terms of return yeah um is there anything else that you'd add i guess like can someone start like you know we talked we started talking about long form and moved into storytelling can someone just ideally they get someone in work on the storytelling produce yeah kind of high basically level. i suppose one thing i'd say is like if someone was listening they're like uh i like what i don't have a good story what's the like there's no what why would i get one of these done there's no deep story with me like storytelling everyone has it everyone has their own personal story that's what makes you unique that's almost what makes you different if you like if i would come in and take the time to actually go through that and just talk with you and figure out what you're about and who you are as a human being mm. and there's always a story there to be mm. made into a long form like whether you think it or not and it's basically taking the time to sit and talk and build out a plan for what it would look like and yeah. then we just slowly execute basically getting the little pieces of the puzzle until you have your long form piece yeah yeah if you know your story you don't have to compete you're standing alone too yeah it's your edge uh Okay, that's it. Long form, jump into it, 
Anything else you want to add? No, just definitely something to consider, something to um, I sort of broaden your horizons, I suppose, instead of just doing what everyone's expecting yeah. these days on social media. Yeah, and we spoke about video, obviously, but I think podcasts, obviously, I've harped on about that. I think everyone should create a season at least. Uh, because of the passive nature of audio as well, you get storytelling in there. And also, you know, um, for me, I've seen there's an ebook on the site that's 130 pages and the number of people I've sat down for coffees with who've actually printed it out and want to chat through like chapter eight or something like that. And you just can't get that on a story or, you know, Instagram posts. Like you've done the work to build something that sits there for, that's been out there for 14 months now yep. and it's still as fresh as it was, you know. I think the kind of last bit is like, you know, people get caught up in short, 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 short. All of the heroes who people know, you know, if it's in movement, it's, you know, Portal, if it's, or maybe it's Paul Check, or it's Aubrey Marcus, it's whoever these people like. If you look back since the 90s, they were doing long form. Yeah. Um, yeah were, even if you subconsciously think, yeah. like, I know all, all the storyline of these key figures. Yeah. You know that because it's being told through Fleshed long form out. Yeah. They've written books. There's, you know, um, even Ido's movie is, is uh, his kind of first long form that came out was, um, it's called Move or Movement or something. It's on yeah. YouTube, it's over 3 million downloads. Yeah. Um, that first one where he's moving in the rain, you know, on the dead. Yeah. Everyone knows it and it was a big tipping point for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, it's a classic example. It's like, I feel like I know Ido, even though I've never yeah. even been close to meeting him before. If I go on his Instagram, like have no idea who he is as a person. When I watch that long-form documentary, for some reason, I feel like I know what he's about, his yeah. personality, how he is as a guy, without actually meeting him. Yeah. So there's that whole connection piece again that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's it. Big differentiator, possibly a big opportunity for a lot of people in 2020. Uh, okay, if you, if you enjoyed that episode, then feel free to forward along to a friend who may be interested or jump on and subscribe if you haven't already that's the most helpful thing that you can do and we'll thank you for listening we'll see you on the next episode thanks Cody catch you later thank you John alright so that's it for episode 62 I hope you enjoyed it hopefully it gave you some different ways to think about long form content whether that's something you create yourself you put some you know, face to camera stuff up on your website, you start to flesh out your ideas, your methodologies, your story a little bit more on your own, or maybe it's something that you look at bringing someone else into to help you out as a pillar piece for the next 12 to 24 months. Either way, there's a ton of opportunity here. If you've got any specific questions on this stuff, reach out, uh, send me an email, john at johntmarsh.com, or of course you can get in touch with Cody, Cody Adams Media. You can find him on Instagram, among other places. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the next episode.